Startup companies have found a new source of funding using initial coin offerings, or ICOs. Joining me is Daniel Heller and Martin Chorzempa of the Institute to discuss the benefits and dangers of ICOs. Thank you for joining me. So Daniel, what is an ICO? An ICO stands for Initial Coin Offering and it started about three years ago. It's a new form of, of crowdfunding that is uh, mostly used by internet startup companies. They uh, accept as a funding currency digital currencies like uh, Bitcoin and Ether and in exchange they issue a digital token from their company. Uh, think about uh, the Wright brothers if they lived today instead of 100 years ago and they wanted to uh, develop the first uh, engine powered plane. They could have done an ICO saying, you know, we want to develop a plane please give us Bitcoin or Ether to fund the project. And in exchange, we give you a digital token that allows you to fly with our plane in the future. That's an ICO. Yeah, interesting. So Martin, how big of a market is ICOs in the US and globally? It's a very large market. So last year, they raised about $100 million. And this year has been 32 times that, $3.2 billion. Uh, this is a global figure. It's very difficult to track where uh, these are because they're not, they don't tend to be restricted geographically. You can raise money from a foundation in Switzerland from investors all over the world. Whether that's legal is another question. Uh, and this is a significant underestimate because, in fact, if you would have raised 1,000 Bitcoin in January, let's say, that would be worth a million dollars at the time, that would now be worth 7.4 million. So if you look at this number, it's how much they initially took in, but it's now, in terms of resources at their disposal, it's much larger. Mm -hmm. So Daniel, um, does this, uh, does, do ICOs need to be regulated and are they currently being regulated? I think the, they should be regulated. As Martin said, the development has been uh, very fast and regulators were caught a little bit by surprise is my, uh, my sense and I, should, uh, I think there should be a, a joint effort of uh, various regulatory ent entities, securities uh, regulation, anti-money laundering regulation and uh, possibly also banking regulation. So Martin, China recently banned all ICOs. What was their motivation behind the ban? Well, it's very interesting that China has been the most harsh of any regulator around the world in banning ICOs. And the reason this is, is come down to control. They don't like the idea that Bitcoin can be easily used to get around exchange controls to get money out of the country. And they also don't like how ICOs have become a very bubbly form of speculation where even old grandmothers are betting their savings on these unproven Wright Brothers style tokens for things that don't exist yet. So they really want to make sure that they don't have a bunch of angry, defrauded investors um, protesting in front of their office. Um, and a lot of bank executives in the U.S. have recommended people be cautious before they enter the ICO market. Do you agree with your skepticism, Daniel? Yes, I, I agree. We, we know that uh, nine out of 10 startups fail in, in the ICO space, uh, it, it may be even, even more. So there is uh, really a need for uh, investor protection and also to have uh, a, a nice, uh, well-founded framework in place. What about you, Martin? 
I would agree with that. I think that uh, it's actually much more difficult to make these kind of networks that require coordination among many different actors, which is necessary for an ICO to be successful over the long term and build out not just a product but a network. And startups are trying to do something much smaller in general. So I think that uh, most of these are going to fail and uh, investors should plan accordingly. Thank you.